All right, y'all. I'm back and focused. <laughs> um, the story I'm about to tell you all, I just want you to know that my mother, she died May 25th, 2021, this year, five months ago. And so this story is definitely, definitely not to bash my mother or not to create this character or you know just down her character as a woman as a mother she was my everything and all that she did um I definitely forgive and so this is not to hurt her in any kind of way I'm just here to tell my story so here we go growing up in Baltimore City was rough um growing up I was a bashful child unsure of this thing called life I didn't really grasp the concept of it my mother born into a family that seemed pretty much normal for the most part I didn't really understand or experience trauma until I was about seven my father died when I was four he was murdered in the inner harbor in Baltimore City the inner harbor water and drowned. My mother always told me that my father's brother, my father's brother did it over some money. I believed her. My mother had seven children, but for a long time it was just five of us. My mother was born blind to her 45-year-old mother. So of course, there were some complications during birth. And I think that that's where the mental issues came into play she was a pretty cool person she was a singer so she incorporated that in our lives daily like making up fun songs and including us in them I remember that at four years old I remember that at four years old so in 1994 when my father died I was four I didn't I didn't know too much about him, but what my mother told me, I do remember his face, though. Um, She shared with me that he told her I wasn't his, and if she gave me his last name, he would throw her out of the seventh floor window of her apartment. Sometimes my mother would (laughs) throw a few curveballs in her stories, but... He did bust his own mother in the head with an iron pipe. So, this story was believable. Reed was my maiden name. um, But it's the name of my older sister's father. um, So, it's not even my name, really. My mother sung in churches most of her life. So, of course, we were brought up in it. My brothers and sisters and I, we were normal bad kids. At least that's what my family thought. Courtesy of my mother. (laughs) She thought she had a listening ear in my family. Turned out, they just ran their mouth to the rest of the family who was willing to listen. Anyway, I guess we were unbearable to deal with. My mother befriended this lady at our church whom she confided in about our be- about our bad behavior. 
the lady began to come into our home and discipline us. She took myself and my oldest sister to Home Depot. I'm the second oldest, by the way. And she had us to pick out a 2 by 4 with nails in it. And when we got back home, she lined all five of us up and beat us. I told y'all my mother was into music, so her and my stepfather, he played the piano, and she sung about us getting beat while the lady was beating us. My sister right under me got beat so bad that she peed on herself, and the lady got so mad that she beat her some more. My older sister got beat so bad that she had to get stitches in her butt. That's when my family came in. And just went in on my mother for real. They went in on her. I believe my sister was 10, so she was able to call my family. But this wasn't the first time my family had my sister. My mother always claimed that they kidnapped her when she was a baby. (laughs) So they came in and they took my sister. Told her to pack her bags and they took her so at six or seven i'm like we want to go too but they just took her and kept going while the abuse stopped i'm sorry while the abuse stopped with the lady i guess my mother realized that she fucked up but after a few months it started back up again this time with a few of my mother's friends a part of me felt felt like maybe we were bad but we really, we really um, weren't that bad, I guess. Um, I mean, but were we really that bad that our mother couldn't handle us? So, this is to be continued next week because there's way more. If you want to hear it, just stay tuned. I can't give you all at once. So, peace. I will be back. Stick with me through this journey. I got you. Just get me. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Let me first just thank all y'all who've been listening and tuned in and just giving me an opportunity to release some stress to heal myself and that is just amazing it is just amazing I thank you um my story's so long that it's just it's gonna be a lot of these coming up but um and, and let me also say too my family they ain't they are not bad people they're not bad people. It's just some generational shit, man, that just been passed down. They fucked up like I'm fucked up. You know what I'm saying? But they got good hearts. Um, so I want to first say that. Um, secondly, I am not name dropping anybody because I don't got no money. I'm broke. And my family like money. So I don't need them suing my ass over nothing. So I will not be name dropping. I will not be saying who is who and what is what. I got one name in here that is not family. So, yeah. And um, this shit is raw, man. I, I'm in, I'm actually in a process of trying to find 
um, therapist. Like, it's, it's, it's that raw. So, again, thank you so much for listening. And here's Roots Part 2. Um, and I like Roots. My mother, Roots is my mother's favorite show. So, that's, that's where the title coming from. But it really is my Roots too. So, here we go. So, where I left off yesterday. Um, a lot of the time children can work your nerves i know i got three boys i love them to death but they work my damn nerves oh my god they work my nerves but not enough to abuse them or to use extra reinforcements people have people have a heart with one or two kids but just imagine seven kids so i definitely understood her being extremely overwhelmed probably depressed and, and fed up i get it So, the abuse continued with a few of my mother's friends, and the same routine occurred, the concert in the living room, while the beatings was happening in the bedroom. They made us fear any and everyone, but shit, my mother's kids' nicknames was AA Kids. Y'all seen that movie, Baby Kids, back in the 90s, in the early 90s? Well, that's who we were referred, I mean, that's who they referred us to, often. But like Smokey said, when Debo come around, we shut the fuck up. But when he leave, we be talking again. Well, that was us. Like my mother said, I mean, like I said, my mother was partially blind. She did the best she could with what she had. Now, we never went hungry. Our lights never got cut off. We were never, ever um, homeless. She was on her shit to the point where she was giving money to her family who was actually in that position she was a giving lady man my whole house was just dirty though we were dirty kids like living in filth sometimes we would go to school dirty head not cone um but then my mother had uh my two sisters by then so it was what six of us then so, um, and I'll be leaving a lot of shit out because I'm writing a book and that shit is going to be too raw in a book. Um, so I'll just be touching on key points just to give you some history on me. Honestly, I could, I could have twins out here, meaning someone could be going through the same shit. But anyway, I'm not sure how social services came into our home in 1998. Maybe someone at the school, maybe someone in the family. The world may never know. But this older lady comes in smelling like a pound of cigarettes, an orange bush, and some big-ass glasses looking like somebody straight out of the 80s era. She walked in and says, I'm the new social worker. And at 8, I understood that yes someone's finally here to save us i hadn't realized that it don't work like that though she really ain't playing no games with my mother so the beatings from the outsider stopped for a minute because my mother had to straighten up her shit so again though it was some mental shit going on with her back then i didn't know but she would yell Yell at us, yell out regrets of having us, yell out the hate she had for us. Um, she would just scream to the top of her lungs and just cry 
And as a as an adult right now, yo, she was really having a mental breakdown. I understand that now, that she was just really having a mental breakdown. And there's so many mothers out here that are going through the same things. And it's like, you know, if you don't have a supportive family or if you don't have a support system, period, like, you could just really, like, be at your breaking point and be to the point where some some people kill themselves. Like, I see a lot of stories on um, social media where a lot of mothers, they kill themselves because they're just so overwhelmed and they don't have no help and they don't have nobody to come to, nobody to confide in because now we're living in an era where, you know, everybody tells your business. You know what I'm saying? Everybody tells your business. And it might be a listening ear, but they a sharp-ass tongue too. So I get it now as an adult. I definitely do. Um, and I thought it was normal. And us AA kids, we would go somewhere and laugh at her ass. <laughs> but she cleaned up her act for the social worker, who was consistent in all her visits. Like, she always was there. Like, she always came. If it was twice out of the week, she was there. So, um, she did suggest that we get a bigger place because where we were, we were living in a two-bedroom apartment and um all six of us slept in one room so the social worker wasn't having it for real my mother was the youngest of seven her father and her brothers was into home improvement so they fixed houses very well they were very great with their hands very great um my mother told one of her brothers her situation that she needed a house but ain't shit ain't shit free in my family so Shit, my uncle got us a house on Emerson Avenue in 99 through a slumlord friend of his. And um, the house was jacked. But my uncle offered to fix it up for money and not no chump change. Um, <clears throat> not no chump change either. So he came in and he fixed prob- probably like three things in the house. Um, and my mother at least paid him $1,000 or better to start. So he fixed those three things, and uh, we didn't see his ass no more. It was nails left all over the floor, sheet rock, you know, them long sheet rocks that you buy out of Home Depot that you don't use yet. So it's just like a long-ass sheet rock. It was a few of them lined up on the walls. It was a Bob the Builder murder scene in that bitch. And worst of all, it was rat-infested. We were living in a house with rats. Not one, not two, but a fucking colony. Um, But they lived in the basement, so we stayed. The house was so bad, my mother went to the news station, and they came out, and they did an interview of the house. And long and behold, my uncle and the slumlord showed up mad. Like, what the fuck is y'all mad for? We ain't see y'all in a minute, except to collect the rent. So then he brought his ass back in there, to attempt to fix more things but at this point the social worker is growing tired of the bullshit and um she's giving my mother ultimatum like either you fix this or the kids are coming with me but she was still patient like the social worker she was cool as shit not gonna say her name she passed away um many years ago but she was she was great she was um but she was patient. So by this time, the rats was coming upstairs to the first level. The kitchen, the living room, and the dining room. I told y'all 
my household my household was dirty and I guess the rat saw free food on the floor my mother befriended this weird ass kid next door who was I guess about 15 years old um her name was India and I think I think India was experiencing some bullshit with her mother because her mother was mean as a snake but my mother was nice to her so she hung out a lot over there with us anyway India and her brother came came over there and um they helped my mother set up some rat traps and when I tell you in the morning those dead rats were bigger than cats like it was horrible (laughs) I can still see them to this day like it was like five a day being caught um and it worked for a few but then they started to come upstairs where we slept I used to wake up to them running out of my room like my mother had it like and we had to leave immediately my mother's father offered us to stay with him for a fee of seven hundred dollars a month and as a grown-up now I guess I get it but I'm not really sure I'm I'm working on getting it I'm in the healing stage so I'll get back to you on that to really tell you if I really get your parents charging you that much money for, you know, for you to stay with them until you get your shit together. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I don't get it. It's it's just me. Whatever. So, um, <clears throat> we left and, um, we moved with my, my grandfather. My grandmother, she died in 91, so it was just my grandfather up the village where we stayed but I love my grandfather like he he was crazy as hell but he was the best to me um when he used to go downtown or had to go downtown for something like he would take me with him and there were always like hot dog stands around and my grandfather he gave me a dollar and he said you can do two things with this dollar you can go buy a hot dog or you can give it to that homeless man over there. And at nine years old, I gave that dollar to that homeless man. And I guess that's when I knew my heart was pure. That's when my I'll do anything for you demeanor began. That's what I'm going to say. Because, like, right now I'll do anything for you. And it doesn't matter if you fuck me over. I mean, if you're my family, you fuck me over, you know. I'm going to be mad at you because there's been plenty of times where I'm going off on my sisters on Facebook because I feel like they fuck me over or old friends that I do anything for anybody. And it's like, when you fuck me over, you you can say sorry and then I'll help you again. You know what I'm saying? So I think I do believe that that shit happened when I I turned nine or when I was nine and I, you know, realized that, you know, I was giving or whatever. But yeah. I, I, it's a downfall for me. That's how I'm feeling right now. It's really a downfall for me. Um, because I, I, I feel, I take water out of my fucking cup, right? Take water, my, my, my cup is full. My cup is full. And I take most of my water and I pour it into someone else's cup. And then theirs is full. Theirs is, is, is ready to go. You know what I'm saying? And they take their cup and they get the fuck out of here. And now my cup is is empty or half empty. You know what I'm saying? So, to me, I feel like 
that's one of my weaknesses. You may say it's a strength of mine. A lot of people that really know me, they say it's a, it's a strength. That's a strength. No, no. Continue to be you. Continue to give. But, you know, when it's my turn, you know, I don't have nobody. I don't have nobody when it's my turn. I, I got to come to Facebook and, and get support. Or Now, I'm not going to say again, please. I'm not going to say um, my family ain't helped me. But my family was fucked up. So they have a fucked up way of showing you help. They have a fucked up way of showing you love. You know what I'm saying? And I want to break the generational curse, curses really more so with my brothers and my sisters. Everybody else, I don't, I'm not concerned about. But now that my mother's gone, we don't have a father. Um, I want to break the generational curses with my brothers and sisters because we feel so bad. Um, like strangers, we feel so bad like strangers, but that was what was instilled in us. That's what we knew. That's what we saw. We saw that. We saw my aunts beefing with my uncles. We saw my cousins beefing with cousins. We saw my uncles or aunts or whatever beefing with their father. Like we saw that, and that's typical, right? Because every family got their own shit, right? So that ain't. I'm not this. I'm not saying it to say that you know we just one of the most dysfunctional family in the world. Like we the only ones. No, it's just the way that we feud. It's the way that they feud it. It'll make you scratch your head. Like what the fuck? And we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into a few of those um, episodes where that shit has happened and make you scratch your head. Like what the fuck is going on? Like who does that? You know, but. I'm going to wrap it up here um, for now. But if you want to ask me any questions, hit me on my social media at IG, um, The Real Brooke Love on IG. Um, and Brooke is with an E. And Love is L-O-V-E. Facebook, Brooke Franklin, Brooke with an E. And Franklin um, on Facebook. Like, share, subscribe. There's way more that I have. <laughs> but I'm a mother and um a business owner and so I, I can't dedicate all day but i got some time to do to do it and um i think i'm gonna do it i think i'm gonna share my story daily because it's so much and i just i just can't like wait a week to really get it out there because i want this podcast to be healing not just for me but healing for others and so I want to touch and tap into different situations people may be facing in the world I want to tap I want to have some um, guests on to share their stories I want to do a lot of different things and you know just not have it just basically about my whole story which I could but nah Nah, I'm writing a book. Y'all look out for it. The book gonna be too fucking raw, bro. Like, the book gonna be too raw. Because I'm leaving out a lot of childhood shit um, that we all experienced and that we faced in our lives. I'm gonna put that shit in the book. So, y'all gonna fuck with me with this, fuck with me with that book. But anyway, have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening. And, uh... I'll see y'all tomorrow probably or talk to y'all tomorrow.